0: Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, senior pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. All right, bless your heart. 1 Samuel chapter two, verse number three, King James Version. Let's read it out loud together. Ready, begin. Talk no more so exceedingly proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth For the Lord God is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. Bow your heads, pray with me. Father in heaven, we are so in need of you. Each and every day we live, we realize we need you more. Anoint the speaker, anoint the teacher, anoint the ears of those that will hear, and the hearts that all may receive, and you can get the precious fruit from the teaching of your word. I thank you for a specific anointing on your people to receive and bear fruit in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Bless your heart. This is still part of our series on <clears throat> grace to finish. And we're going to talk about, you know, last Wednesday, we talked about the 90 deg- or the, the 90 degree right angle that God uses to build by. Well, we're going to continue to talk about how God builds because this is the year in the season of building. And so how another way or another method that God uses to build is through weights and measures. So we're gonna talk tonight about being weighed in the balances, weighed in the balances. So balances or scales, okay? Balances are, or scales rather, are devices used to weigh objects to determine their weight and value. I'm going to say that again. Balances or scales are devices used to weigh objects to determine their weight and their value. What we read in 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 3 is part of Hannah's prayer. Hannah, the mother of Samuel. Uh, some of you may know that Hannah had trouble giving birth to children and Peninnah was the other wife and Peninnah popped him out. And Panina, because she could pop out children, she tormented Hannah. She was prideful about her ability to have children. And it was cruel to Hannah how Panina walked around talking about how fertile she was. And it impacted Hannah in such a way that we see she had to pray about it. So Hannah says, in short, That God examines the actions of all people, weighing them in and on a scale. Now, what does God weigh? What is it that God looks at? What is it that God pays attention to? Watch this now to determine how valuable we are in his kingdom. God weighs us and sees the level of our character. God weighs us to see the level of our integrity. God weighs us to see the level of our truthfulness, the level of our character, integrity and truthfulness determines our value in the kingdom. Simply put, if you got bad character, you may you may be saved in the church, but you're not of much value to God. If you lack integrity, you, 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 you're not much value to God. If you're a liar, you're not much valuable to anybody. And so God weighs us in a balance. God looks at what makes us valuable to him and this is what we need to do we don't need to go around and pretend that we're all this and that and the other we need to really sit down and allow God to weigh us or because he already is weighing us we need to ask God how much do we really weigh Ah, how much do we really weigh how much of a heavyweight or a lightweight are we in the kingdom because what guess what Balances reveal the true spiritual weight of a thing. God's balances reveal the true spiritual weight of a thing. Measuring them against what God has already predetermined. Do you know that God is measuring us based on what he has already determined to be valuable? Hmm. For example, use myself. Cause I won't use you. I don't want you to get mad. Somebody use me cause I ain't get mad at me. I can call myself a husband, but God will weigh my actions against his word and see if I measure up to his standard of what it means to be a husband. I'm going to say that. Again. I can call myself a husband, but God's going to weigh me. He's going to weigh me against his standards. And determine what kind of husband I am. I can call myself, like so many people do, I can call myself a man of God, but God will weigh my thoughts, my actions, my deeds against what He says a man of God is, and then God will determine what's lacking in my man of Godness. So let me ask you, what do you think is lacking in your man or woman of godness? Or do you make that determination yourself? Does God determine if you're a man of God or a woman of God or how much of a woman of God you are? Or do you determine that? Do you and your cousin and your three prayer partners that tell you you're awesome? Is that all you need? See, someone can call themselves a male or a female, but God will weigh them against his standards of gender. No matter what you call yourself. We live in. Listen, I know this is making some folk nervous and uncomfortable already. Somebody somebody probably turned me off. There's that mean preacher again. He just doesn't like anybody. (laughs) I love God. So I'm telling you what he says, not what I think or what you think. This is the problem. God weighs us in his balance, not our own. We've got got people all over the world that think they are awesome. And you can't tell them they're not awesome. You know why? Because they're living their best life now. And I'm not going to let you penetrate my happy thoughts. Am I happy life? Well, listen, God's word is like a sharp two edged sword. It's already penetrating your little world. So to be clear. The scales and balances God uses are his word, his laws, his precepts and his instructions. Because today, more than ever, and it's going to increase because the Bible says that it is today more than ever. We have people changing the balances, altering the scales at an alarming rate so they can come out looking and being whatever they want to be. I don't want to I don't want to make you nervous or or scare you or give you a, 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 a conspiracy theory. But just consider this. Have you ever gone to the gas station And it says how much a gallon the gas is. Have you ever wondered, is this thing, is this scale right? I may not be getting a gallon. I may be getting a third of a gallon, but it's registering a gallon. How do you know? That's a false balance. If that's happening, that's a false balance. We're surrounded by the potential of false balances every day when you buy three tomatoes for a dollar, how do you know when they put it on the scale that that scale is right? (laughs) How do you know? How do we know? Because people keep changing the standards for everything. So again, Bible says. In Proverbs 11, one, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord. But a just weight is his delight. God hates it when people manipulate the scales in their favor. Let me let me let me tell you another way people do it, particularly in relationships, particularly in relationships, Somebody may be gaslighting the other one and telling everything is your fault. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And you keep hearing that and hearing that. And all of a sudden now you think you're the problem. That's a false balance. They're putting all the blame on you. It's not possible for all the blame to be on one person in a two person relationship. It's just not possible. That's a false balance. If you believe it's all your fault, let me tell you right now, it is not. That's a false balance. And the Bible says it's an abomination to the Lord. See, we can't use our own balances or neither can anyone truly use their own balances because using our own balance is using is measuring people from our own perspective. What we know. And I I think you should know like I know we don't know everything. So we can't use (laughs) our scales. we got to use God's scales. Why? Because God knows everything. God knows everything. So altering the scales in anyone's favor is an abomination and it shows hatred to God. We cannot balance the scales in anyone's favor. We see that all over the place. And I'm not trying to stir you up and get you upset or any of that. So let me just move on because I, I'm, 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 I'm reminded of so many false balances. But because it's Black History Month, let me just mention two of them. When you go for a home and they evaluate your credit differently than somebody else's. I'll just use that one. Let's move on. These are false balances. These are false standards. These are standards that are used to elevate one group of people and a standard used to suppress another group of people. The Bible says that's an abomination to the Lord. So let's just keep going. In Proverbs chapter number 16, verse 11, it says honest balances and scales belong to the Lord. Hmm. He made the entire set of weights. (laughs) So the only way we can be and use honest standards is is if we use God's standards. Because he's the only one that owns. He's the one that built all balances and scales. The only honest ones come from God. So, any other metric, any other standard used is wrong. There's been a lot of wrong business deals done that weren't, didn't use the word of God as the standard. Uh, Parents, don't discipline your children based on your feelings. Discipline them based on the word of God. That's the only honest way to raise our children. God, again, made all scales and all balances that control the universe. Hear this. Write it down. God made all the scales and the balances that control the universe. I must say it again. God made all the scales and the balances He made everything that set the standard for how the universe is supposed to run. Mm, mm, mm. Hear this. Changing just one of God's standards, changing just one of God's balances, throws off all creation and it throws everything into chaos. This is what's happening in the world. You can call it global warming, but some of the balances have been messed up. That's why weather is happening in places that it should not happen. That type of weather should not happen there because some kind of way man has messed up one of God's balances, one of his scales and one of God's standards. And it throws all creation off balance. Just the whole, and I know you get nervous, just the whole homosexual, lesbian, LGBTQ, that is throwing everything off. I know this isn't popular. Listen, but two men getting married and adopting two children is not a family. It's two dudes with two little dudes. (laughs) <laughs> living together. That's not God's definition of a family. I can't say it's God. I can't call you a family. Listen, listen, hold on. Doesn't mean I hate you. Ah, oh, stop it, stop it, stop it. I don't hate you. I'm just telling you what God says. Because you're throwing stuff off. You got some things, the world is getting off balance because you are trying to change the standards. God made all scales and balances that control the universe. Changing just one of them throws all creation off balance and into chaos. We've lived on this planet long enough, there's enough history to know, that I talked a little bit about this, just certain birds, bees not pollinating, Messes the whole ecosystem, just bees. Are you kidding me? If bees or the lack thereof pollinating flowers begins to affect the whole ecosystem, what do you think two men calling themselves Mary going to do? It's amazing to me. So God weighs nations. Write this down, please. God weighs nations, communities, Churches, organizations, families, preachers, senators, CEOs. He weighs all people to determine our true value. God is weighing you right now. He's weighing me right now. He's weighing us as a church together. How valuable in your own mind do you think this church is with you in it and what you add to it? How valuable? Daniel 525 through 28. This is the writing on the wall that Daniel interprets. And this is the writing that was written. Mene, mene, tekel, you farsen. This is the interpretation of the thing. Mene means God hath numbered thy kingdom and finished it. Tekel, thou art weighed in the balance and art found wanting. Read that again. Thou art weighed in the balance and found lacking, wanting. Thou art weighed in the balance. What do you think God would say about you as He weighs you? Hmm. Verse 28, Perez, thy kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. Let me say this prophetically speaking. I believe the church globally has been in a major weighing season. This pandemic, God has been weighing. The church. He's trying to get us to see what we've been doing, whether it's valuable or not. He's trying to get us to see: are you going to keep having church that you like or are you going to build the kingdom? We're being weighed in the balance. How lacking is is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. How lacking is this local assembly? What do we lack that God wants us to have? What do we lack that we're not seeking? We're seeking something else. Have we created our own balance where we can run around and tell everybody we good, we love each other, this is a great church. Are we using our own balance to determine our value? Or are we using what God uses to determine our value? You see. One of the things I think we need to be rem- reminded of is that we believers, saints, we made a covenant with God. Somebody say that with me. We made a covenant with God. Covenant with God. So the question is, have we been completely. Have we completely honored the covenant we made or are we just demanding he keep his side? Job 31, 1. Job says, I have made an agreement with my eyes that I cannot look at another woman with lust. <laughs> Job said, I made a covenant with my eyes. The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 11 tells the church, I have protected you because I espoused you. I engaged you to one husband, even Christ. When you and I got saved, we, we, got engaged to one husband, Jesus, the Messiah. This is the same thing Job is saying. The church is engaged to Christ. (laughs) We shouldn't be looking with lust after anything else. Some of you are going to get this a little later, but you're going to get it. The church is engaged to Jesus Christ. We're in covenant with God. How then can we join ourselves to anyone else, to the world? So then God is weighing us. Let me make it clear what I'm saying. God is weighing the church. How much do you really love the world more than you love me? Because I can get you. Oh, here I go. Because the world can get you to go to all its functions, but I can't get you to come back to church. Selah. How much do you really love me? Because I'm weighing you in the balance. Because you'll go everywhere else, but you won't come here. How much do you really love me? Or how much do you really love the world? Verse two. Job 31, two. What would God above do to me? What would be my inheritance from the almighty? Job said, if I was cheating on God, what do you think? How he going to feel? What are he going to do? What's going to happen to me if I cheat on God? You know, we grew up when I was a kid, teenager, you used to call it two timing. You had two girls. Now, y'all, what do y'all call it? You don't want to say, don't say, OK, I'm, I'm not going to do you like that. I'm not going to do you like that. I'm not going to do you like that. Some of y'all beyond two timing. Some of y'all married at first sight. You were supposed to be married to Jesus. Some of y'all 90 day fiance. You te- Okay, let's move on. What does God do to unfaithful, rebellious people that say they married him, they say that I'm engaged to him, they say God, I'm yours and you mine. What what does God do to unfaithful people? How should he respond to faithful people after they've been weighed in the balance and found lacking? What should he do? <laughs> Job 31, three. It's not calamity for the unrighteous and disaster for workers of iniquity. This is what Job was saying. This is what this is what unrighteous people deserve calamity. Distress burdens. So if we're the church, hmm, if we're the ones married or engaged rather to the Lord, what should we be experiencing? You you don't get engaged to somebody and beat them. That's you know, that's you. You you ready to get married. You ready to seal this thing up. Two people should be saying amen right now. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. You don't get engaged and then cuss people out. You don't get engaged and then don't spend any more time with each other. We're engaged to God. We should be loving on God, desiring to spend more time with God. But Job says. It's not calamity for the unrighteous. So the righteous shouldn't experience calamity. And disaster for workers of iniquity. So the righteous and those that are married to the Lord and serious about God, we shouldn't be experiencing Or doing any works of iniquity that that shouldn't be our part Hmm. Job says Job says he goes on to say God sees his way do you know God sees everything we do he's he's holding you in his hand he's he's balancing you out he's he's seeing he's seeing he he sees our ways he sees how we live he counts he counts you know God is a counter Did you know God is a counter? Yeah, the very hairs in your head are numbered. If God is counting the hairs in your head, what else is he counting? What else is he numbering? God counts. He adds up and he weighs, Job said, all of his steps. So, So another way to say that you know, ex-military people and those in the military understand. So, so, so God is, he's seeing if we're carrying out our marching orders. Are we doing what he told us to do or are we doing what we want to do and saying is God? Say la. In the military, you can't do that. You're you, you going to get busted quick, maybe thrown in the brig, you, you, you can't tell the, the, your, your commanding officer while you're doing what you want to do. This is what he told you to do. If he told you to guard that building, you can't be in the city partying. And he busts you and say, what you doing? I'm doing what you told me to do. Why are you in my face? I didn't tell you to go to no party, soldier. Stand at attention. I'm, I'm partying. I'm doing what you told me to do. It seems ridiculous, but this is exactly what many in the church are doing. You're doing what you want to do and telling God this is what he told you to do. How do you think you're going to end up if you don't change? Verse five, Joe says, I have walked with the lies or excuse me. He says, if I have walked with lies Or my feet have run after deception have you walked with lies are you telling God the way you're living and how you're walking and the direction you're going in is exactly what he wants you to do or is it what you want to do job is helping us he says have my feet run after deception have you promoted lies have you promoted vanity Have you promoted falsehood? Are your words empty words? You say stuff and you put God in it, but there's no weight to it because we can't depend on you being and doing what you said. Have we been in a hurry to deceive and manipulate people? Have we been in a hurry to deceive and manipulate people? Verse number six. Job 31. Let me be weighed even in an even balance. Rather, let me be weighed in an even balance that God may know my integrity. Put me in a just balance and see how I come out. Don't put me in a balance that you have created so you can judge me. Because if you put me in a balance you created, no matter how I come out, I ain't going to look good. I ain't gonna look good no matter how I come out. If you're judging me based on your standards, no matter how I come out, no matter how many times I go through your process, I'm always going to come out less than. I'm talking to somebody. I want to say it directly, but I believe the Holy Ghost is helping somebody because the balance, the weights and the measures and the standards that you have been using against certain groups of people are false. And you've got people that have been living for generations in this country that think they're not worth anything because you've been using your balances. And what makes it even worse is many of you call yourself Christian. you got the same book, the same God, the same opportunity to use the same balances I use, but you refuse to use them because of fear. You're afraid of losing your position. Your influence, your status, and the resources that go along with it. Somebody say, Amen, that man is talking real good tonight. Let me be clear God is using everything that's going on, I mean, everything from the war in the Ukraine, to the LGBT, to Black Lives Matter, to to the the last election and how this part of the country feels this way and that part of the country feels another way. God is using all these things to reveal the integrity of his people. What balance are you using to justify what you're doing? Church, God is revealing our integrity by weighing us in His balance just like He did Babylon when we read out of Daniel chapter 5. God said, You've been weighed. I, I gave you Babylon. I gave you all of the earth to rule over you. There was no kingdom like you. I gave that to you. And you didn't manage it properly. You've been weighed in a balance. And you've been found lacking. And so I got to bring it into your kingdom. You better hear the man of God prophetically tonight. Because if America don't wake up. God's using the same balance he uses. He only got one. Job said, if I lack integrity, it'll be known when God weighs me. Not when you weigh me. talking to his Christian friends he's talking to his Christian buddies see you think you you this is what Job is saying to his friends you think because God let turn Satan loose on me and I got all these problems you think I ain't saved you think I don't love God you think there's some secret sin in my life well let God judge me because you messed up you what you judging me based on your own personal thoughts so Job says let God prove my integrity. The word integrity in Job is the word tuma. Now watch this. It's a Hebrew word and it's a feminine word. It's a feminine word. Why is it a feminine noun? Because he's referring to sexual purity. Because we are engaged to Jesus. <laughs> so sexual purity is synonymous with Spiritual purity. Worshiping, serving another God is called idolatry and adultery. So Job is using a feminine noun to describe what it is when we lack integrity and don't keep our promises to God. We're acting like harlots, whores. Holes. You, know all the, you know all the adjectives. You know all the synonyms. You're being weighed in a balance. So how much is it to get with you? How much does it take to get you out the kingdom? How much does it take to get you out of the church? How much is your paying you? Because you've been weighing in the balance and I already know the value. I know she's worth this. I know he worth that. What are you worth? God has been weighing our love for the world against our love for him. He's been weighing the church's love for the world against our love for him. And many, too many, have been found lacking. I didn't say you didn't love God, you don't love him enough, you love the world more. You've been found cheating. You're cheating on God. (laughs) You're two-timing him, three-timing him. You're cheating, you're pretending that you love God. God knows. Again, we talked about last Wednesday, the right angle. Church being the pillar and ground of the truth. Everything is built on truth. Do we truly love God more than anybody or anything else? We're being weighed right now. The church, universal, and particularly the church in America, is being weighed. This church, Zion, Christian Faith Fellowship Church, Zion, we're being weighed. In the balance, are you a lightweight? Are you a fair weather Christian? I like I like sports, try to keep it balanced in my life. But I I also, you know, I look at it and I, I shake my head often. You know, football season is over, but I shake my head when I see people go to these games and it's freezing cold and they have no shirt on and they're screaming and praising their team. Let. Half inch of snow hit the ground. You can't come to church. and You can't put no clothes on and come to church. We ask you to come naked. Please don't. But you can't even put on clothes and then drive here. But they'll drive to a stadium. And sit for hours in the cold. And praise and praise and praise. First Corinthians 310. I'm almost finished. First Corinthians 3, 310. Paul says, according to the grace of God given to me. As a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But each one needs to take heed how he builds on it. Isn't it interesting that Zerubbabel laid the foundation after two years and it laid for 17 years Paul said I laid the foundation I'm not trying to build anything else because if I lay the foundation straight and flat Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone everything else should be okay that's built on it but you better be careful because God's gonna weigh and measure everything you and I build and see the weight and the value of it what are we doing when I say, what are we doing? What are we building? What kind of families are we building? What kind of marriages are we building? What kind of businesses? What are what what, is, what are Christians building today? What are we careful what we're building? How we're building? Do we know how precious the foundation is we're building on? Last thing. And I got a prophetic word or prayer and we're done. See, because the same night Daniel interpreted the writing on the wall for Belshazzar, who was king of Babylon at that time, the same night they were partying and drinking the vessels from the temple. The same night they were disrespecting the holy things of God. The same night they thought that they were the superior race because they had conquered everybody. The same night that they were lifted up in pride, God writes on the wall. There's a man of God to interpret it. After he interprets it, they drink a little more. They decree Daniel uh, 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 a promotion on Daniel. And then the king goes to his chambers and dies the same night. He was weighed and he wasn't going to be weighed again. God determined he's of no more value to me. So he ends his life. And shortly after that, the Babylonian empire is conquered by the Medes. Do you see how quickly God could get rid of people that are no value to him? Lift your hands right there, would you please? I pray mercy over everybody watching and that we'll watch and here. I pray mercy. I pray mercy that God would extend your life I pray mercy that we would recognize our pride and we would humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God because the alternative is that night your soul can be required of you. God can snuff you out after he weighs you and finds you of no value to him. We cannot play with the call of God. We cannot play with the anointing of God. We cannot play with the gifts he's given us to build. His kingdom. Keep your hands lifted. My last word to you. God dropped this in my spirit at home when I was going over this message. One last time. I believe 2022 will be a time that God raises up some and brings down others. That's nothing new. Right. But here's the caveat. Here's the strength of what I believe God said to me is that the people that he raises up and the people that he brings down will shock you and I. There's going to be some shocking deaths. God's going to remove some people off the scene this year that are going to shock the world. And dare I say, not just The worldly world, but the Christian world. I don't know about you, but I feel the urge to pray for the body of Christ like never before. I am praying for apostles and prophets and evangelists, pastors and teachers like I have never prayed before. And so my brothers and sisters, as I close this message, you need to know that God weighs nations. Cities, presidents, senators, preachers, fathers, mothers, children. He weighs everybody. And it is my desire like it is his that none of us come up lacking. Stand on your feet, please. Keep your hands lifted. I'm going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I repent as the senior pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church here in Zion. Forgive us where we have come up short. Hallelujah. You are a merciful God. Forgive us for our hard-headedness. Forgive us when we've been rebellious. Forgive us when we have loved on the world and not loved on you. Forgive us. Restore unto us. As David said in Psalm 51. The joy of serving you. Restore unto us the joy of serving you. The joy of singing. The joy of ushering. The joy of whatever it is that we do in the house of God. Teaching children. Teaching the youth. Restore us unto us the joy of serving you. And cause us as David said, to allow the zeal of your house to consume our thoughts, our hearts, and our minds. Use us as end samples in this last and evil day. In the name of Jesus, be glorified. Amen. 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 And amen. Well, God bless you. Why don't you tell those of you in here that are in here, give him some praise. Put your hands together and just... God bless you. Thank you. More and more of you are showing up on Wednesday. Thank God for you. God is good. God is good. All right. I want you to take this time to sow your seed into the kingdom of God. I want you to, those of you that are watching, I want you to to choose one of those options that are at the bottom of the screen. We are going to finish what God called us to do for his glory. And we're going to allow him to do whatever he needs to do in us and through us to get that done. So, again, those who are watching, please use one of the options at the bottom of the screen so you can show your support to the ministry. Those who you in-house, do the same thing. And when you're ready to do that, lift your right hand and I'll pray over the offering and let you go home. I told you I was going to give some of your time, back. it's only 745. I told you. I told you. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, these are such strong words but strong meat belongs to those that are full age. We, we, we just can't tiptoe around your word anymore. We can't just hear emotionally stimulating words all the time. We need to analyze and allow you to show us where we are, who we are, and how valuable we are to you. So I thank you for those that are serious about that and appreciate these kinds of teachings. Bless their hearts. Bless their minds. Bless their lives. Bless their homes and their businesses. Bless everything about them as we seek to please you and get the work done. In Jesus name. Amen. Well, God bless you. We love you. I pray that that word was helpful to you and that you would understand how your God looks at you so you can look at your God and say one day I'm going to hear you say well done thou good and faithful servant I'm not just in church to be in church I want to be the church well thank you for joining us I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward you can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.